Welcome back, everybody, to an episode of The Daily Slab. I am your host, Leo Spiker, and my co-host, Dylan Alter. And today, we will be bringing you the cold, hard facts of the NFL. To start things off, we're going to simply just some of the topics we're going to hit today. There's going to be simple questions and overarching questions that we've seen throughout the offseason, such questions as NFL trade rumors. Uh, do we think Aaron Rodgers is going to be getting shipped off? Do we think Julio will be going to get shipped off? We'll also bounce back to the hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do we think is going to go on with them this season? Um, they had a lot, as we all know, they lost a bunch of defensive pieces. Do we think that they'll still be? Do we think their defense will still be suffice enough to bring home some wins and make it make a chance at a run for Ben's ten potentially last season or second to last season? Do we think the Browns actually have the roster to make a run this year? Do we think Jalen Hurts is the future? Do we think Tua Tagovailoa is the future? We'll bounce around questions like that and get a little conversation going generated. Definitely leave your comments, ideas, anything in the box below. Criticisms. We, we appreciate all. We need all. Um, if you guys have an idea or you guys think that one of our takes is bad, let us know. If you have your own take, we want to see it. We want to build a community. We want to be a family around here. But before we head right into the NFL talk, my partner had recently gone down to a flea market, uh, Rogers Flea Market, if anyone is familiar with it. And had picked up some really solid cards. And he's just going to give you a little anecdote as to what that was like. The experience, the atmosphere, the people. And his his full-on, full-out, fledged, unbiased opinion on whether or not people should start going to find flea markets and garage sales and estate sales to potentially find some cards that people just don't know the value of. They're just trying to sell because cards have always sold for the tail of time. So without further ado, we'll pass it over to Dylan. Thank you, Leo. To start... Rogers is a place like no other. It is about an hour away from here, and uh, from here I mean from Pittsburgh where I stay at, and it is not a really bad drive at all. Uh, the scenery on the way there is beautiful. You know, you'll see some horses, farms, a um, lot of ranches, so to speak, and even some horse and buggy. Uh, that's always a possibility out that way, and. Um, there are a lot a lot of Amish people at the uh, flea market, and they sell really amazing donuts. That's that's a plus. Um, but as far as being a collector and going to Rogers, this is a place for some steals. I bought um, a Deontay Johnson auto jersey uh, card there. Some really nice pieces, Wayne Gretzky card, um, and... Not only that, but as a collector, you're going to want to go to places like this and get cards for steals, but you can also get anything that you could possibly think of. They have, like, a poultry barn where there's, like, live animals that people are buying, like, for their farms and stuff. Um, a lot of, you know, different historical collection, things like that. Um, I saw once, like, a Richard Nixon... Um, pin from like his election so that was really cool stuff like that so this place like I said is a place like no other and there is a lot of gems that you can always find send them in to get graded stuff like that and in the very near future we will be posting videos on YouTube of our travels when we go to places like this Rogers um, card shows stuff like that and I hope you all tune in and can even go yourself maybe 
and you know make the most of it so there's just like uh, a lot of places to explore like this I'm not sure if there are other places um, in other states that I'm not sure about so if there is let me know but yeah I thought Rogers is awesome and we'll definitely be making the trip here soon so um, yeah stay tuned if you guys you know have any recommendations uh, let us know because we always are up for an adventure so I think it also adds to the fact that typically people when they think of cards and where to buy them they immediately think of eBay and your typical local card shop and stuff like that but there's really something to be said about things such as like garage sales estate sales flea markets stuff like that because for the most part people that are selling cards at those type of things are just people just trying to get get it out just they don't want it no more it was probably collecting dust in their closet and just people that they don't realize that there's a market for these cards because they're not really in, in touch with like social media or touched with what's really going on so like you said you got the Deontay Johnson RPA and I'm sure how much did you buy how much did you get it for uh so I bought that uh a box of the score 91 cards and um that Les Bankley card I paid 25 bucks for that whole thing yeah, so that Deontay Johnson RPA, there's not many comps on right now. It's a Panini Origins RPA. Not many comps on right now because it's right. It's NFL is kind of in a lull right now. It's off season. People are just now starting to buy in. But like that card right there, easily he spent. You're thinking twenty dollars for a lot. So if you break that down, I mean, you probably spend a, like no more than fifteen dollars on that card, and you can easily go on eBay right now. I'm sure you probably can make a twenty twenty five bucks on it. But the, pretty much the, the uh, aspect I want to just enlighten people on it, you know, it's just like stuff like that. Don't be afraid. Like, okay, yeah, are you going to get cards in impeccable condition? Not necessarily, but for the most part, you, you might. there is a very good chance you can because, like I said, there's, these people are not people that go to card shows. They're not people that are setting up at um, your local card shop or not going to the trade nights and not making the deals on eBay. They're just trying to get it out of their house. Yeah, I so – there was a few dudes that I ran into. Um, one guy was just opening up a shop in Wexford, which is about like 30 minutes from where we're at now. And um, he he was saying like he he goes to Rogers every week. There was actually people like coming up to him like, hey, like, how you doing? Like they knew him, you know what I mean? So he's opening up a new shop. Uh, and then there was the other guy, um, the older guy from baseball, what was it called? Baseball Card Castle, right? Yeah, That's Cranberry. it. Yeah, yeah, in Cranberry, and um, he was really nice. I started talking to him. He has his own shop, so I mean, it's it's a it's an option for people to you know who sell cards to be able to get out, go to new places, meet new people, and try to sell you know their collection from other places than their shop because not everyone's gonna go to the card shop unless they're like an avid collector so some people might just be walking around like before i was like really into collecting i would go to rogers to you know find cards stuff like that and then there was um the dude that i bought the deontay uh card off of he um i asked him i said do you guys have a shop they said no so they just they just go to rogers to yeah so I mean, but that's how you come up with good steals. So that's how I, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? It's it's also nice if you take away the people that actually have shops that are selling at these, uh, I guess, really populated areas on the weekends. 
like people like that, the Deontay Johnson card, you said that he didn't have a shop, which means he was just trying to move it, mm-hmm. which means he's not going on eBay. You're not doing. He's not finding comps on it. He's not trying to like, oh well, this car was thirty five dollars last year. No, he just wants to have his house. He doesn't care what it was sold for, what it was going for. Ten dollars deal. You know what I'm saying? And that that's where you that's where you could truly find the steals of it all. Is it, you're not if you're not looking up comps, but you know the card and you know the player enough. It's very very plausible that you can get a really really solid deal and you leave that place feeling really good. Like I remember you just you were telling me something pictures. You spent like a hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. And you got real like. The Deontay Johnson card alone, if you get to go through and get that graded with SGC, which we'll be speaking on here in a few minutes with a major market shift in graded cards, you get that graded SGC, the card, at least from my from my eyes, it looks like a solid at least 9, 10 SGC. You're going to get, that's that's a $100 card right there. And then the better he does in the season, the more you're going to get. So right then and there, it's going to pay for a little of your whole entire trip at Rogers in one day. So it's just stuff like that. You gotta keep your eyes open. You get, you can't ever turn it down. Like people just sometimes just want to move the stuff out of their house because you know it just maybe it's just taking up space or they just quite honestly don't care enough and they know someone else will cherish it more. Yeah, I'm. I mean, not only that too, but like the other cards I got, like the um, like the Gretzky card. Like I said, I mean, I I the reason I bought it was because it was a uh, eighty one. Uh, Gretzky, I can't remember the exact details of it, but oh, it might have been. I can't, bro. I can't remember. Yeah, it probably was. It probably was. But anyway, I just won the Gretzky um, card with him in an Oilers jersey because I don't have any of those. All of his jersey cards, all of the cards that I have are him in a Kings uniform, and they obviously don't go for as much because they weren't his original team. So that's why I wanted the Oilers one. I looked it up for like a PSA 9. It was like a $400, $500 card. So I was like, okay, well, if I sent this in to get graded, even if it's like a 6, it's still like a $100 card. I bought it for $25. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's just, I mean, that's just how, um, you know, this trip went at Rogers and how things, if you want to ever, you know, Take a trip out to Rogers. I highly recommend it, especially for card collectors. For sure. Definitely get some steals out there. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, there is a giant market shift in the sports card and graded card world. Uh, Many people didn't realize because Beckett is a very, very, for some reason, undercover operation, essentially. They don't really have much marketing out there. But they are shut down. Um, Just similar to PSA, they shut down because they're backlogged. They are swamped in cards and stuff like that. So what does this mean? This means essentially that with PSA, so start off with PSA, they shut down and they said they're being opening back up July 1st. July 1st seems more and more unlikely, although I believe as of last week, they had all their cards that they had sent to them, sent through their system. Doesn't mean they were graded, but they had them all in the system ready to be graded, ready to be prepped. PSA, like I said, they're trying to aim for a July 1st opening. The problem with the July 1st opening is is we don't know what services they're going to reopen. Is it going to be, because right now you can only submit them through through Super Express, which is $300 a card. Um, So we don't know. It's a very, very dull area, and we don't know. No one knows what's going to happen. I don't even think PSA knows what they want to do yet. Um, Obviously, as everyone knows, PSA is the king of the sport, king of the game. They control it. They're they're the market setters. 
However, with the, with big big companies like uh, PSA and BGS Beckett shutting down, it's leaving a lot of room for growth for companies like SGC, CSG, and HGA. Honestly, I would go the everyone I've listened to, I've gotten my advice from, I follow. They're saying SGC is the way to go. Right now, you can do about thirty dollars per card. They came out and have no plans on upping the price of that. So for you're thinking quite essentially three hundred dollars, you can get ten cards graded. You come back with a ten. Mind you, they are not selling for what a PSA. So if you get SGC ten, it's no, it's not comparable to a PSA ten. But the numbers are the numbers are still kind of fuzzy right now. But if, from what I'm hearing is it, it's almost it's like about eighty to eighty five percent of what a PSA ten sells for, which isn't bad numbers compared to you're spending thirty dollars per card. And it's so if I were everyone else, I think SGC is the way to go. Through them, there is you can submit yourself. There's also other outlets. I'm not going to plug them in here because they don't sponsor us. But I know Dylan and myself will be making a trip to Ohio to a card shop up there to make our own submissions. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a YouTube video. We're also going to do a podcast segment on it where we talk about what cards we're sending and just stuff like that. So I think just be on the lookout for the market. BGS is now shut down. They have no timetable on when they want to open up. They just said they're. Essentially, the only way you can get to them for a card graded is about a $200, $300 service, just like PSA. Although, as funny as it sounds, PSA came out and said there's a... People that don't know, there is a giant card show in Chicago. It takes place every year called The National. They had come out and said that they will be have their own table at The National and be grading on the spot. For why, I, I don't know. I can't, ima- it, I can't imagine it's going to be cheap. Because if it was, the line would probably be enormous to get that get your card graded right then and there. So it, it's also kind of weird that they're going to go do something like that, but then they're so far backed up that, like, it, they do not, there's not movement. Like, I have a submission I sent back in February for a Super Express. It's now middle of June. I don't even, I have no word on it. I don't even know what's going on with it. But I'm not gonna sit in harp. I'm not gonna go too deep into it. Essentially, BGS is shut down. PSA is shut down. SGC is a move. I, I'd advise it. Some of their cards are really cheap on there. You might be able to get it now before everyone fully convert, converts to SGC for the time being. But with no further ado, we're gonna dive right into some NFL talk, like we said. I'm gonna start this off with a very proposing question, and Dylan's gonna give me his, his answer. There's no prep in this, so it's gonna be straight. First on feelings. You're hearing it right here, right now. So, Julio Jones is going to be traded. The question is to where and when. Because everyone kind of put on the fact that on June 1st he'd be gone. It's now, we're rolling on to the fact it's now June 6th and we have no word. Where is he going? I think he's staying right in Atlanta. You said everyone thinks he's moving. I said I, I don't think so. I think he's staying right in Atlanta. I think he has to move because if I if I recall correctly, he has uh, there's no with his contract and how it's set up, they can't sign any of their rookies, so he has to move. Yeah. So where? No, the, no, I I'm kidding. I I don't know where he's gonna go. I would. The I, odds on favorite right now are the, are the Patriots. Yeah, they I, had the best odds. Um. Then he came out and said he only wants to play for a team that has a. It was yesterday. They said, or nice. No, it was say, a few days ago. Um, he wants a or, yeah. He wants a like, deep ball thrower. Yeah. Deep so ball naturally, thrower. every person that heard that was like, "Oh, Buffalo Bills." Yeah. 
and we all know New England's not a deep ball thrower. Yeah. You have Cam Newton. His yeah. arm doesn't work past 15 yards. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's funny because um, in my in my fantasy group chat, someone put, they sent that and someone put, Big Ben in all caps, exclamation yeah, really. points. <laughs> Can you imagine us getting Julio? But that, obviously that wouldn't happen, but Ben throws like two yards per, per throw there, so. I think you're kind of saying he wants to be a big one. I think Tennessee might be the move. Yeah, Tannehill. He's not necessarily a big arm thrower, but he's still young enough and still has a decent enough arm to do the long ball shot. Yeah. But then everyone's coming out and saying the Chargers have a have a shot at him too. Because of Herbert. Her, Herbert, they got some money for him. Yeah. They have the they have the capital to go get him. You pair Herbert with Allen and Julio. I don't even want to think about that. Essentially, what we're saying is if Julio stay out of the AFC, please. Yeah. Because I, I can't see us getting shit on by Julio Jones. Well, then they said the Ravens, but they said big yeah. on the quarterback. There's no way that Julio would want to. I mean, he has no say in it, but I feel like the Falcons at least do him a solid and send him a place he'd want to go, opposed to just doing him absolutely dirty after all he's done for that organization since coming in there. It's. I, def, I thought he'd be traded by now. Yeah. But here we are, six days into June, six days later, and there's not even no like, oh, this deal's close, this deal's close, and stuff we, like that. We play uh, the Chargers in November. Yeah, we game. don't we go to LA for that one? Yeah, I mean they have no fans, so no. But I can't imagine if you went to LA. What's I have that game as a loss, even without Julio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we're gonna win. But so let's be the first people to say it. What is your prediction right now? Where is Julio Jones going to be playing come this season? Mm. What co- what colors is he going to be rocking? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I hate the... I mean, I would say the Patriots. Is that your final guess? That's my guess. I mean, I just feel like it would be a nice fit for him. But Take that big arm quarterback out, though. Yeah. Cam Newton can't Unless Mac Jones. Unless Mac. That was just, that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe Mac. Because Cam didn't have the best year last year. So I feel like Belichick's going to be ready to move to Mac Jones over. Because, I mean, what was it like towards the end of the year there? Cam wasn't looking very good and was ready to get benched almost. So it's like, I feel like Belichick's going to move on to Mac Jones rather quickly. And it's not going to be fun because. That team would be pretty. That team is going to be scary once Mac Jones steps in. I have high hopes for Mac Jones personally. I don't know about you, but you got the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to go on the record right now and say this is June 6th, 11:42 a.m. D Day. Correct. I'm going to say the Julio Jones will be sporting the number 11 next season in gold. And baby blue. L.A. Chargers is where he will be. Him and Herbo, him and Keenan Allen, it's going to happen. Team's going to be solid. The Chargers know they can't win the AFC West without at least one more piece. I don't think Herbert is good enough yet to take Mahomes on twice a year and somehow win that division. Plus, you got the Broncos up and coming, especially if Aaron Rodgers gets traded over there, which leads us into our next idea. Where is Aaron Rodgers going? And what is going on with that organization? <laughs> well, I like I like um, 
Rodgers to go to Denver. But I don't know if that's... No shit. Uh, I have breaking news. Oh my god, not live. 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 11.43 p.m. We were both wrong. No way. Julio Jones, Tennessee has acquired Julio Jones. Ian Rappaport, Bleacher Report, Titans trade for Julio Jones. Tennessee acquires a Falcon store wide receiver for at least a second round pick. Breaking news. Adam Schefter. 1137 so that this is about 10 minutes ago falcons and titans store discussing whether the package for julio jones will be a second and a fifth round pick or a second round pick with a swap of other picks per sources but the belief is the agreement will get done julio jones the tennessee Titans. wow bro we were both wrong holy hell and the crazy part too, before I said the Chargers, I was one. Yeah. I was about to say Titans, just because the idea of it. He no, already got. He already. He, he already got <laughs> linked there. The problem is though, is, come back, is he gonna be number eleven though? Because AJ Brown's number eleven. I'm yeah. sure he'd give it up. But you think? AJ Brown 100 percent would give up his number eleven yeah. for Julio. Julio's like one of the Dude, best receivers in NFL history. Though. Oh my Dude. god! Think about that. We yeah. play Tennessee next season too. Yeah, we're. I think they come to us though. They do. Um. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio, Tannehill. And a pretty solid defense. Who else is their um, other good receiver? They have... Um, oh, they had Corey Davis, but he left. Yeah, Corey Davis. He left him um, That's it. That's what they lost everybody in previous yeah. this year. But then their... De- yeah, exactly. Their defense is good, Jesus. too. Bro, they're going to be nice. I I don't know if they'll be, like, Chiefs nice, but they'll... I mean, with Julio, they're going to be... That's insane. Yeah. So that brings us to another question: Do we think like Julio and Tannehill is going to be like the new Diggs and Allen? I don't think Tannehill's built like that. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, Allen's definitely better, but who's who do you think's better, Julio or Diggs? Uh, definitely Julio. Yeah. I think Julio, the problem is he's just older, so his injuries are more. Yeah. Uh, he's more susceptible he, to injuries. He, yeah, he's been hurt a lot. Like, last season, I think he played six or seven games because of a hamstring injury. Um, that I can't... I have no words for that one. Tennessee gets Julio Jones. Breaking live. That is back-to-back weeks we've yeah, breaking live news on this podcast. People like Adam Schefter. People like Adrian Wojnarowski. Why well, like them? When you can like Leo Spiker and Dylan Alter. We're the one that break the news here. Um... But that's insane. Uh, I guess that that's I don't have too much thought on it right now. So, that's a really solid pickup. How do we feel about Julio fantasy wise next year? Not to get into fantasy talk, we're not a big fantasy show, but like, you think he can be a good fantasy he's star with Tannehill? He's gonna fall because he's just older and everyone's sour on him because of what happened last season. Yeah. But he he's gonna fall. He'll be a value. It, it's still Julio Jones. Like he's. Yeah. <laughs> Julio Jones would not have come out and said, "I want a deep ball thrower." If he knew he couldn't do a deep ball route, or he couldn't do a nine route, he couldn't be over the top explosive. Still, I just thought he was gonna move west. I thought he was gonna stay in the NFC. This yeah. way, we didn't have to mess with him. But now we yeah. gotta play him. Yeah. And what week do we play him? This is not a, this is not good if you're a Steelers fan. Now, I can't mock say Holy Jones is gonna change the whole meaning of that game. But December nineteenth at one o'clock. You're telling me a December game between the Steelers and Titans, which could very well be AFC implications on the playoffs. The Steelers have no cornerbacks, and you're they expect- almost lost to them last year. Yeah, they came back and they yeah. uh, 
Goskowski missed a field goal. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're telling me with the defense that we've lost, we have our best cornerback right now is Cortland Sutton. Well, not Cortland Sutton, that's a wide receiver. Cam Sutton. We got him and Joe Hayden. You want one of them to guard Holt. First off, one of them to guard, guard A.J. Oh, Brown, oh. and then you go to Holy on the other side? Dude. The problem is, though, is, like, who do you give the safety help to? Yeah. Terrell Edmonds is, I, I don't think, a very I, good – he's I, more of a middle linebacker opposed to being a safety. Yeah. That's exactly why the Steelers didn't pick up his fifth-year option for next season. Because they know they took they picked him the first round of Virginia and completely whiffed. Yeah. And that, that brings us back to the whole, like, us getting rid of Steven Nelson thing. Well, he could come Cause, back because, I mean, he might come yeah, back I, at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked him as a corner. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, definitely better than Edmonds. Edmonds was not. Edmonds, Edmonds had a bad year last year for sure, and I, I feel like this could be a real proving point for him this year. But he the, only has, so in his, his career, he only has three interceptions and 251 tackles. I know he's a safety, so like you don't yeah. not really expect him to get a lot of tackles. But I mean, it's just like Minka also helps back there, so Terrell Edmonds isn't as exposed as often because of because of Minka. But to put in perspective, I mean, Minka's had about they've came, both came in the same exact year, mm-hmm. and Minka has two hundred twenty eight tackles, but he's eleven interceptions. Yeah, and it's just. The fact, and he has also has four defensive touchdowns. See what I'm saying? Instant playmaker. But the problem is, though, is like, where do you give the safety help? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming if you put, okay, we play Tennessee. I'm assuming you put Joe Hayden on Julio because that's our one on the one. Yeah. And it'd be Sutton against AJ Brown. First off, Julio's like six four. It, it's. I don't even know where you'd help out safety-wise because yeah. either side of the field can be exposed really exactly. easily. And we lost Mike Hilton, so we don't even have that extra like slot cornerback that can blitz off the edge to and get some pass rush. Our run defense. Oh, God, it's going to get ugly. So, we'll, we'll move over that. We'll get back to the Steelers here in a few seconds. But uh, I believe I asked before the news broke. <laughs> yeah. I So, when, when the news broke, I thought you were going to give an Aaron Rodgers report. That's what... I'm glad. I mean, I'd rather have Julio. No way. No, it's so. Diana Rossini right now is reporting that the Cardinals. No, Cardinals, Jesus. Falcons expect a trade for Julio Jones, and the trade could be done within the next 24 to 48 hours. So, that set aside. Julio set aside. That is insane. Yeah, let's let's move on because we could talk about this all Yeah, it's going to be definitely. That's crazy breaking news, though. Yeah. So, the the question I asked before the news broke was about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What do you think goes on with him this season? I think he moves to Denver. I mean, it could be a nice fit for him. He already has the wide receiver core there. And I personally, I'm not a big fan of Rodgers. I think that he's it's definitely shown that he, he's not happy with the Jordan Love pick since they picked Jordan Love. And, um, yeah, I mean, I could see him going to Denver. I'm not going to – I mean – I think he stays put. You think? I think with how the GM Gutenkunst has come out and has avidly said we're not trading him, um, apparently they're offering him a giant contract. Aaron Rodgers is being a diva at this point. He's just dragging it out because he knows he don't have to play no more football. He he's he's done. Like he doesn't he could literally retire now and be set for life. He's right. They he was in 
with uh, Miles Teller on vacation while OTAs are going on. He's yeah. fine. I mean, there's no money he needs. He already got it. Got his MVP awards. Got his ring. Um, I think he stays in Green Bay. It's either Green Bay or retirement. I don't think they trade him unless something catastrophic happens. He'll probably just retire and join the Pat McAfee show full time. That's what I'm saying. It's either it's either <laughs> retirement or Green Bay for him. I say, yeah. unless barring any catastrophic uh, momentum shift, or if someone absolutely just throws the deal of a lifetime at Green Bay. Yeah. But I don't think Green Bay wants to move them because they know they have a team to win. Like they went if they brought back Aaron Jones for a reason. They know they gave him the they Aaron Jones gave them the best chance to win. They yeah. paid him a bag because they know of Aaron Rodgers there. Now I know that this Aaron Rodgers thing technically happened after the free agency signing of Aaron Jones, but according to the reports, like this turmoil was happening for a very very long time between him and the front office, and I think it only got amplified by how the NFC Championship game went. So I, I think I think he stays. It's either that or retirement. Like I said, unless something crazy happens. But like we just said, anything could happen yeah. at this point. I, and... It's crazy because I I mean I don't obviously I don't think Ben is like a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. But you see Ben like every year he's like, I just want to win another Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like he comes out every year. He says this. He's like, I'm just motivated to try to keep winning. You know, win another Super Bowl. That's all he wants. Aaron Rodgers, sorry, go ahead. I think the difference is, though, is, like, Ben, Aaron Rodgers knows he has a team to win a Super Bowl. It's just the play calling and the situational moments that screw screw him over. So I feel like his anger and his disappointment is just elevated because of that. So, like, the NFC Championship game, they kicked the field goal and they should have went for the touchdown on fourth down. They were in the red zone. But then on the same aspect, on third down, he should have just ran it instead of trying to throw a little pitch pass. That set aside, Ben, look at the years we were dominant, those like the 2015, 2016, 2017 year. We had no defense. Our offense was absolutely insane, but we know offense doesn't win championships. Like it was evident last yeah. last year against the between the Bucks and the Chiefs. The one sole exception to that I would say would be the year the Chiefs beat the 49ers. And that was just strictly because the 49ers just puckered up and just got, they had the lead and just got nervous. And then it also helped out that Mahomes and Tyreek Hill literally made a improbable play after Mahomes took a sack. But you take that away, it, defense won championships, and I think it was just the fact is like Ben knew that, so he wasn't going to be a, a diva about it because like he knew everyone knew the Steelers didn't have a team to win a Super Bowl with that team. Now, am I still hurt over the fact of that Jesse James play? Yes, because that Jesse James play changed the whole entire outlook outlook of that season. We win That's that. Nice. We win that game. We're the one seed. We play Tennessee first round. Patriots start off with the Jaguars, get beat up by them, then come to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I think that's just how it is. Ben, I just think... Plus, what's Ben going to say? Ben was getting a bag every year of his career. Yeah, true. So, I mean, he he honestly, I think, could care less. And then you had Antonio Brown before he went psycho. He was... Ben and him were living the life, dude. They were like... The Wi-Fi connection was strong, as you said. And just stuff like that. I think Aaron Rodgers being a diva. I think he's like, he he just wants to go. And I think he was our Super Bowl. And the fact is, I think your best chances is the Packers. Like, okay, the Broncos have a solid staff. Like, they're probably just missing a quarterback. But do you really want to go against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year? No. But then if you stick in the, don't if, complain. If you stick no. with the NFC North, okay, you play Detroit. 
they'll if they win a game this season, I'll be astonished. Yeah. You got Minnesota. Okay, they get some good games. Minnesota is still way far off from anything competent or anything worth value. You got Chicago. Okay, Chicago is a big threat because of Justin Fields, but he's not a threat comparatively to the Chiefs or the Chargers. Exactly. So, I mean, if you want to make it at least to the playoffs, your best chance is in Green Bay. It's just crazy to think about, too, because when, you know, Green Bay started losing, everyone's like, oh, Mike McCarthy's the problem. And, like, Rodgers made it out that way, too. You know what I mean? Not uh, directly, but... Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. Yeah. He just gets everyone fired. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So that's sort of where I'm going with this. It's like we thought McCarthy was a problem, and then they take McCarthy out, and Aaron Rodgers still has issues. So it's like... The crazy part is you can't make them happy. I want to say they went 13-3 and two years ago, went 13-3 last year. So if you look at the record mm-hmm. and, and the regular season, now I know regular season is different than the postseason, they're 26-6 and six yeah. with two division titles. Imagine not being happy with that. And they made the NFC Championship game this year. But yeah. the problem was is they just literally... They played Tom Brady. And it wasn't like Brady had a good game. Brady played terribly in that game. The problem was, is they literally, if you take away that halftime play to Scotty Miller that scored a touchdown on Kevin King, where Kevin King for some reason bit in, opposed to just staying back and just playing prevent, it's Brady literally did not do anything spectacular in that game. He he had a good first half, but other than that, it wasn't nothing insane. Like, and then he goes, okay, yeah, all right, maybe they won the game, but you're asking me the fact is like. The Packers should have won that. The problem is, is end the se- end of the game, they just puckered up. Yeah. It's just like they kicked a field goal. And they should have went for it on fourth down. Then uh, you have Rodgers' play of where he could have easily just scrambled and probably got a first down, even potentially a touchdown on the play before. That he throws it and it turns into nothing. Yeah. Like Aaron, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was thirty-three for forty-eight, three hundred and forty-six yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Solid game. Tom Brady, 20 for 36, 280 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Wow. Three picks. What did he, what did Brady do so spectacular in that game? Besides get bailed out by the other coaches just being afraid. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely thought this was going to be the year where uh, Rodgers finally beat Brady, but obviously that didn't happen. And... Uh, now it's leading to this. And just to go back to where he started, it's like, where is he going to go that's going to do any better than what he's done in Green Bay? Or where he'll be happy? That's what I'm saying. Because I feel like what's going to happen is when he leaves, he's going to be one of those players that, like, tries to – they're going to try to build around him. You know what I mean? And it's like – He's also not young. Yeah, exa- that's what I'm saying. Like they're gonna try to build around him, it's not and it's like he's gonna try to control everything, and it's just not gonna be. It's gonna be toxic, pretty much, is what I'm getting at. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just a toxic Dude's, person. He's season he's 37 years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, how how realistic? How long do you think he's gonna be playing? Exactly. I know you. Like I said, he's gonna he's gonna have an MVP season, one of his best seasons of his career statistically. But what do you like? What is the possibility of him playing four or five years still? Like f- five years puts you at forty-two years old. Yeah. Like he's turning thirty-eight this NFL season. 
I, I, he's not necessarily in the best shape. Yeah, I mean, he's like in good shape. His arm still, is like his arm is like, insane, but it's just. Yeah. But we won't. So I ha- essentially I have Aaron Rodgers going to the Packers. I don't think he's moving. Dylan thinks he's going to the Broncos. As you could tell, we were just wrong about Julio Jones. Yeah, I, I mean we'll probably be wrong too. He'll probably go to like some random ass team that we never. He'll go to Oakland. Um, but I mean, as you can tell, we weren't. Yeah, really. I mean, he does like the 49ers. If he goes to now, now you bring up an interesting point. He goes to the 49ers. I think that's the Super Bowl team easily. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is they already shot themselves in the foot. They're not gonna get Rodgers. No. They if they were gonna get Rodgers, they were gonna throw him that that first round pick and a few other picks. But they went and got Trey Lance. I think they they're out of the Rodgers yeah. sweepstakes. But yeah, as you can tell, we got the Julio Jones trade wrong. And it's literally insane. It literally broke. Not even. I mean, it broke beforehand, but we weren't on as you were recording a podcast. We're not on social media looking at exactly, this stuff. Yeah. But it literally broke on our phones. Not even two minutes after we gave our predictions, and we were both wrong. I couldn't. Like I still can't believe those actually happened. Last week it was Colin Sexton wanting a trade after I hyped yeah, him up. That was. Dude. This week it's Julio Jones next, being traded. Next, What's next week? Next week is. Evgeny Malkin gets traded to a Canadian no, team. <laughs> it's gonna be something like blockbuster. I is it is it Rogers? You think? I don't think Rogers moves. Ne- yeah, I mean, we're on a streak we're, right now. We're yeah, two for that's two. What I'm saying, yeah. Well, yeah, it has to be NHL. So maybe it is. Uh, I Although he's just coming off his surgery, so it's gonna be Jake Gensel to like the Islanders. Jake Gensel the Hurricanes. They need a sniper. Imagine he gets traded to the Islanders and like they're like they pick him up. They kick her ass next season? No, but they pick him up for, like, the playoffs. Like, something weird like that happens. I don't think he can get traded until the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd have to be something in the NFL world again. Yeah. Or a team that's just out of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we could see something with Damian Lillard. Apparently, he was on Instagram Live or one of the live, Facebook Live, saying he literally in the chat said LeBron, make the call. He wants out of wow. Portland, dude. They, he literally they sent... just fired their coach, too. Yeah, they? Terry Stotts. What other NBA team fired their coach? Uh, um, the Magic fired their the Magic, yeah, yeah, Now yeah, Terry yeah. Stotts is immediately linked to Magic's position. Really? Good, good luck. The Magic are terrible. Yeah. You got R.J. Hampton, Markel Fultz. That's it. The only reason why you have R.J. Hampton is because you sent Aaron Gordon to Denver for him. Yeah. But. All right, well, let's move into our other topic of discussion, sticking with our NBA talk. So we'll, we'll go right into... Uh, the Browns in the AFC North oh, Division. Oh, the Browns play basketball? Huh? You said NBA talk. Um, <laughs> NFL talk, my so bad. Because I was talking, and we were talking NBA yeah. for a minute there, so that's why. You want to do Browns, or you want to do you want to hit up uh, the, the Tua and Jalen Hurd situation? All right, all right. Jalen Hurts and Tua, let's go. I love, I love both of them. I think, I think we start off with, let's start off with Jalen Hurts, because okay. I think right now he is being really hated on right now. Yeah. And, I mean, what we talked about before the show about how they pretty much benched him to get a lower pick. I was really, like, last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But I think he had a good rookie campaign. I mean, what would you say? He didn't get to play as much with once and stuff, but I think this could be his year to where he takes over the team and... 
moves on. I mean, this could be the Eagles' future, you know what I mean? I'm not a big Eagles guy, but let's see where this goes. I think he's – I don't know. He gave, he's, a, he's kind of like a mixed bag. He doesn't really have a great arm, but his sneaking ability is insane. It's, I'm not going to compare him to Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has no arm. I see him more as like a Kyler kind of. He had a 52% completion percentage last season. Not very good. Yeah. It's not great. But, I mean, you only played in a handful of games. He had, let's see, what was the sixth passing touchdowns of four interceptions? I mean, he's not the, like I say, he's not the greatest passer. But also, like, look at the weapons the Eagles had at wide receiver. They drafted Devontae Smith this year, so now they have college teammates between Smith and Jalen Hurts. And now you got Jalen Rager going into year two. They finally got rid of Alshon Jeffrey, the dude who just literally never played and got paid millions of dollars to do nothing. You got uh, Miles Sanders going into another year. You know, it could be a solid team. I don't I don't have any high hopes for the Eagles, though. Yeah, I mean, they're not a Super, super Bowl contender, I wouldn't say, but he's definitely... I, I don't see him leading them to a Super Bowl with what they have now, but, I mean, with the right pieces, that could obviously happen, but... I don't know. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a hot take right here. Okay. Jalen Hurts does not throw for over three thousand yards next season. Buy or sell? I say he gets hurt within the first five weeks of the season. I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna give you a line right now. You tell me if you're buy or selling it. Okay. Twenty seven hundred passing yards. Buy or sell? He had a thousand in four games last year. I'm selling. But he also like four hundred of those came against the Cardinals in that crazy game last season between him and Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I like I said, I think he's gonna get hurt within the first five weeks, so I'm just sticking with that. And he doesn't have the options. That. I'm gonna sell. I, I, I'll buy it. I think I'll take it. I got him for like 2,900 yards next. You're season. buying that. I'll take about 20, 2,900 yards next okay. season. I don't think he's gonna get over 3,000. Uh, I think the Eagles are running. I think the team in that division is going to be the Washington football team. Which, by the way, can I get a name already? <laughs> like, what is taking? They're just not. Even, they're not gonna come out with a name. What is taking? Like, no, like. I hate it. I'm not a fan of calling a team the Washington football team. Just too many words. Yeah. Like, if Facebook will try to make a trade, yeah, I'll trade you this guy and Terry McLaurin from the Washington football team. No, dude. Yeah. Make a damn name up already. You've had it literally over a year and a half to pick up a, pick out a name. But that side. <laughs> I would hate to get drafted by them. <laughs> I mean, they got a solid team. They went and got, uh, they went and got, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he's he's solid. Antonio yeah. Gibson coming in the year two, solid. Terry McLaurin can get that bump. So plus they picked up Curtis Samuel. So I'm just looking at the Eagles depth chart right now. They have Devontae Smith, that's their obviously their rookie wide receiver they just got. Jalen Rieger, Travis Fulgham or Fulgham. And then it goes John Hightower. J.J. Arcego Whiteside and Khalil Tate. Those yeah. are their wide receivers, bro. Bunch of nobodies. Yeah, I like Fulgham, but that's like the only receiver that I would 
you know, say could be a number one receiver on that team, and he's not even a number one receiver. Oh, number one receiver by far is me, Devontae Smith. Yeah. So it's like, and who's is Hurts going to be able to get Smith the ball? You know what I mean? I'm sure. Like, though, I mean, I'm sure they'll scheme something. Like we said, he's not the best passer, so I don't think they're going to scheme many long ball opportunities. I think there's going to be more of a scheme of like a slant, a couple yard dish and dunks, and just allow Devontae Smith just to put his speed and acceleration onto the actual field. So what do you think about Tua though? I'm I'm big on Tua. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> I I like Tua. Um, they went and got Jalen Waddle. They have Will Fuller. They still have Devontae Parker, right? Yeah. Okay. They got a team, dude. Yeah, I and mean... And that defense is... <laughs> defense is just as loaded. Xavier yeah. Howard, who led the league in interceptions last year, I believe, with 10. You got Byron Jones, the other side of him. It's... That team is... <laughs> they should have made the playoffs last year. So, let's just... Let's take a look at his stats real quick, just from last season. So, he didn't start. It was Fitzpatrick that started. Yeah. And, uh... They sort of, like, rotated in and out, which I thought once they went to Tua, they should have just stuck with them. I but, agree. So let's look. So he, he played 10 games. He started nine of them because he came in for Fitzpatrick, that, like, yeah. whatever game that was. I don't remember the exact game. But he had 1,800 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 64% completion percentage. And he had so this is this is like perfect example of like comparing him to Hertz. He had eleven touchdowns and five interceptions on the year. So that's about you know fifty percent from what he had. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but also he played nine games to Hertz is four. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I I definitely think he's a better quarterback, and then he has a better team around him. So let's ask the same thing. Do you think he's gonna? Hit the three thousand yard mark this oh, year. Oh yeah, easily for sure. He's gonna be right under four. He'll be, he'll be right under four thousand. Maybe on that threshold. You I think, think it's gonna be. You're putting him in a full season of OTAs, full off season. You learn the program a little bit more now. And you got to think too. Like last year was a little difficult because of Corona and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like you're giving no preseason. You're giving to a full season. Yeah, a full off season. Not to mention he's not competing with nobody. They didn't exactly. draft nobody. Yeah. They were going to, quite essentially, they handed him the keys and said, take us here. So he, now he's confident enough to know he's the number one guy there. It's his job to lose. Exactly. I love him. If anyone's selling two Attack of Ola graded cards, hit me up. I'm interested in all. So, to start the, the season for them, they start off at the Patriots. Um... I think they win the division easily. You think? Easily. That division's... The yeah. Jets, okay, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Zach Wilson. No, I'm not either. Um, I think he made one incredible throw at a pro day, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, second-round pick. Um, I can make that throw. I th- you, I'm pretty sure you at point said you've seen me make that throw. Yeah. There was no... Turkey Bowl 2019? Yeah. It, it just centers that... Uh, Oh, no, they don't win the division. I'm so I completely goofed. The Buffalo Bills are not the division. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be a, they'll be a, I think they're for sure playoff team. Let me yeah. reiterate myself. The Bills win the division easily. I'm sorry. 
clearly had a mind blank because of the division. Patriots <laughs> will be a decent team. I think they went out and just literally they played the Madden free agency game where you just go and sign every person in the world and hope the audit works. So just looking at the division standings last year, it goes Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. Yeah. I'm I, I'm riding on that same wave. I think it's going to end that same way. Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets, and the Dolphins finished ten and six. Pats finished seven and nine. You know what I mean? So I think the Patriots will have a, a better record this year, but I still think they'll finish third in their division. I got Jets finishing higher. Patriots will be in the cellar next year. Oh wow! I don't like hear the that, folks. I think I think rough the, take. The Jet, the Jets will put the Patriots in the cellar. I think with what wow. everyone's buying into what Robert Sala is doing with the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, I think would be decent enough. You have offensive lines getting beefier, defensive side of the ball is getting more of a presence, getting a little bigger and better. They picked up Corey Davis this off season. It's going to be a good team up there. Not a great team, but it'll be a good enough team in that division. I think they could be they could steal some games with the Patriots. Stuff like that. I think Patriots are the seller next year. Cam Newton's not taking them nowhere. Cam Newton. So I, you figure you figure the Dolphins, they play the Jets and the Patriots twice. Yeah. A year, so that's four games. I, I can see them splitting with the Patriots, but they're probably going to sweep the Jets. So I think the way around. I think they sweep. I think they sweep the whole. Them and the Bills are going to sweep the division. You think? Offensive. It's just going to be between. I think the Titans and uh, not Titans. I think Bills and Dolphins split their series, but they'll sweep the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots and Jets are just so inferior roster wise and talent wise to the Bills and the Jets. Yeah. Bills and Dolphins. So that's how I see it. I guess we can move into our next segment here. Um, the next team, at least, we're gonna hit hit the next question of: Are the Browns for real? I hate to say it. Or are they posers? Let's get your take first because. I, I stand solid in my position here, so let's see what you say. I am big on the Browns. Okay. I am a giant fan. I think that the fact that they 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 sent a message last year in the wild card against us. I know we had some really bad miscues, but they sent a message. They kept the foot in the gas and just kept punching us out. Um, I know there was a moment there we should have went for it on the fourth down because momentum was riding on it on the game, but the Browns quite essentially they they stepped on us. Baker Mayfield had a great game. That defense of theirs had a great game. Now everyone's gonna say, "Oh, well, Ben still threw five hundred yards." That's because they were playing prevent defense, just so they didn't know what, they didn't care about the yards. They were just trying to prevent scores. Um, I think they're the third best team in the AFC this year. I think it's gonna be the Chiefs, Bills, and then them. And I think, quite honestly, for that, uh, they they're one of my AFC Championship game favorites. To be honest, I think it comes down to who they who their road to the championship game would be. If they gotta go through. Kansas City, I don't think I don't think they beat Kansas City just yet, but I think them and the Bills are quite essentially pretty even. I think the Browns have a better roster, so I think they could beat the Bills. Problem is though, I like Josh Allen way more than I like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I like Josh Allen a lot too. I'm big on uh, Josh Allen, but I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about the Browns. Bro. I know the Browns I mean, beat the Browns, but they they yeah. proved, uh, last season they they bought in to Stefanski's. Uh, game plan, and they whooped up on us in the wild card game. They were literally a quarter away from winning against the Chiefs, and they, then Mahomes wasn't there. They should have beat the Chiefs. But you're thinking they're being a divisional game. They got Chubb and Hunt. Odell's coming back. Landry's still there. 
That offensive line is the top one or two in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, bro. I just that defense is so. They possibly just put up Jadavian Clowney on the opposite side of Miles Garrett now. Yeah. I just don't see. I don't know if they can finish before the the Ravens. Oh, I got that easily. You think? Yeah. I think that they. Granted, they did lose last game last season. That incredible Monday Night Football game where Lamar Jackson went because he had cramps, came back in, and threw a touchdown pass to Marquise Brown. They won the game. That game won me a lot of money. Um, but I think it was just during that time. I think for the majority of the season, the Browns were still trying to figure out who they were as a team. Baker Mayfield was trying to find his feet. It was a new game plan, a whole new system being instilled into them. And they bought in, and they bought in during that Ravens game. And I think that was the game. Yeah, they lost it, but that's when you really seen That was it. like their best loss. Of the... the Browns showed yeah. they could do some fireworks. They they showed yeah. they could keep up. They were tired of being a little brother. Um, I think that drubbing they took from the Steelers earlier in the season was just a game of, the, of when we won 38-7. to Everyone mm-hmm. was down on the Browns. But like I said, I think that was just them trying to find their feet. They're trying to figure out who they were as a team, their identity. Plus, Nick Chubb missed six weeks of the season. Yeah, that was huge. He came back. Huge. They found out that they were going to be a ground-and-pound team with set up some play action down the field, and they literally quite essentially did it. They whooped us in that wild card game. Yeah. Yeah, the score might show a little bit different, but not at any point in that game that I feel like the Steelers were going to possibly make a chance to come back. The Browns were just moving so effortlessly down the field. Their defense was literally just playing prevent and letting Ben just throw the ball. The Browns are solid. I think that they win the division next year. I'm sticking with Lamar. We'll do the breakdown, the records, yeah. and all that stuff on a different episode. We'll, yeah. go through the, we'll go through some of the highlighted teams' schedules. And by so, all means on that one, if you have a favorite team, put it down in the segment. We'll throw that into our segment. Put it down in the comments. We'll throw it into our segment of the records of what we think that team could do. So just just doing like a stat comparison here with Lamar Jackson because I personally I think Lamar's a better quarterback than Baker. That's I'm just, on, see I'm on the opposite way. See I like I like Lamar though. He's I mean, a better running back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. Yeah yeah, he, but that's the thing that brings the versatility to his game. But you can say he's a better running back. So but let's just look at the stats from last season. So so to start, I'll go Baker Mayfield first. Baker threw 26 touchdowns. Is this last season? Last last season, 2020. Okay. 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Okay? That's okay. Baker Mayfield. How many yards? In comparison. Okay. Uh, he threw, let's see. Was it over 4K? No, 3,500 yards. 3,500, okay. Lamar, less yardage. I'll give him that. He definitely threw less Did he even yardage. hit 3,000 last year? No, he didn't. He was close to 2,700. Okay, what was his touchdown and interception ratio? He had 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. So essentially it was the same quarterback with bigger Mayfield 3 for more yards. Exactly. Yeah, but that's also, like I said, that's... Put in perspective, though, with Jackson's been playing in that hardball system for two full seasons, even in MVP year. Baker Mayfield started off with Freddie Kitchens, who we can agree was a awful coach. Terrible. He yeah. literally openly criticized Baker Mayfield every chance he got. Then last season was Stefanski... It was his first full season with Stefanski. There was no OTAs, no off-season program, and look where he took them. Not that he necessarily took them there, but he literally, quite essentially, put the, kept the foot on the gas against us in the wild card game and took them to the divisional game, divisional championship. And if Chad Henning doesn't make a miracle run on third down and like nine, or third down and two, no, it's third and nine to flip. Third and nine or something like that. 
they quite, they could win that game too. And they'd be against the Bills in the AFC Championship game. So if you put if you put Lamar Jackson on the Browns team right now, do you think that the Browns would be as good as they are with Baker? Hmm. I don't think it works out that way. You don't think? I think it's based. Okay, yeah, the Browns are a ground and pound team. The, it's two different offenses. So yeah, Lamar, that's the thing. Lamar I mean, Jackson that's, flourishes that's with the Ravens compare, because yeah, but... they have a lot of deception with their runs. It's a lot of RPOs, a lot of drags, a lot of pitches, a lot of options. To where the Browns, quite essentially, are literally just going to hand the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because they're grinders, and they're really just going to run the ball down your throat. It, it's a different... I think if you put... So, if, on, if you go base... I know it's a 17-game season this year, but if you go base on a 16-game season, if you switch quarterbacks for the team... I think that you'd have the Browns with Lamar Jackson. That would be a, depending on schedule-wise, stuff like that, I would put, I'd rank, the, I'd put Baker with the Ravens higher because of that defense. But only because I feel like Baker could do more with the Marquise Brown. Baker could do more with the J.K. Dobbins passing. Baker could do more with the Mark Andrews passing. Lamar, yeah, the, while the Browns' defense is good, I think if you compare defenses, I like the Ravens' defense better. For sure, yeah. But if you compare offenses, I like the Browns' offense better. And the, the problem is with that, if you put Lamar Jackson over there, you're like I said, it's he's used to just, as soon as one defender breaks free, or instead of trying to like move around the pocket, as soon as he gets that little inclination that he should go, he's gone. He doesn't yeah, look nowhere down the exactly, field, he just gets yeah. the hell out of the pocket. No, and no, runs. that's fine. And quite honestly, I would do the same. When you're the best athlete on the field, I'd do the same exact thing. 100%. Just play a game of chase for 20 yards. But that's how I see it. If, if you were doing Mayfield on the Ravens and Lamar on the Browns, I'm going to take Mayfield with the Ravens. I like Mayfield better. I, I don't think he was – I think everyone was the first, quick to throw him out, quick to call him garbage. I was one. He had a terrible season last year in year two. Yeah. Yeah. He, I just got a bad um, first impression of Mayfield. Like, I, I – how he was at Oklahoma. I mean, he did quite essentially stick a... F- when he beat Ohio State, he took Ohio State's flag and stuck it right yeah. in the field. He is a cocky dude. Yeah. But, yeah. but like you said, I mean, with this... The way that... um, He... I, I feel like he's sort of changed since he came to the NFL. I, I mean, they're he, over... He got humbled. Yeah, he exactly. Was yeah, to, he was used to winning at OU. Yeah. I mean, not that they won great games, they didn't win the national championship, but he was used to winning and being an absolute dog on OU and throwing for all these yards. And we all remember that game between mm. him and Patrick Mahomes where he each threw for like 500 yards and like seven touchdowns. a ridiculous game. Yeah. But he came to Cleveland and got humbled real quick. Yeah. They were dog shit the first year, not very good the second year. The third year, half the season, they were kind of meddling in that, in that range. But then they got hot when they finally started. You could tell things were clicking in that system. Exactly. And once they started clicking, they made that run. And like I said, they whooped up on us in the wild card game. And that was even with their head coach at home because yeah. of COVID. He, chilling he, he on the couch. He wasn't even there. Man was chilling on so the couch. So he wasn't even there to do that. And they still whooped up on us. Yeah. I think the Browns quite, the Browns take the division next year easily. That's how I see it. Okay. I think it's going to be the Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. I think the Steelers missed the playoffs. Only because now you're adding Julio to the Titans. You got the Titans, so it's seven teams make the playoffs, right? When we first looked at the Steelers' schedule, I wonder—I can't remember if we we chalked that up as a win or a loss. I had it as a win okay. because I don't because I, I said I, mean, I remember the exact reason why I said it's a win. The Titans didn't have weapons; <laughs> they just added the. Well, party. that's changed. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think it's going to be because like you got to think about it. The Steelers made the, for them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Which I guess now we can transition a little bit. Of Steelers talk and wrap it up here in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, the Steelers is you got to fight. I think the shoe wins for the playoffs every year are going to be the Chiefs and the Bills, right? But then you got to add in the Dolphins, the solid team. You got to add in the Chargers. Yep. Then you got the Browns. Then you got the Ravens. That's six teams right there. Yeah. Which means you're at seventh and final playoff spot. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to the Steelers' season this year. I mean, I am obviously because it's football season, but they're just going to be a hard team to watch. Because then you're thinking we're going to, like, all right, well, so <laughs> the Chiefs take the West next year, right? Can we agree on that? Yeah. Chiefs take the West. Do I think we both agree the Bills take the East? Correct. The North or split. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Browns. You think it's going to be the Ravens? Yeah. So, for just, we'll give it to you. We'll say the Ravens take the North. Okay. All right. The, that's what? West, West, South, East. Oh, the South. Mm. I think it's the Titans. I think they beat the Colts out. Yeah. Yeah, now that they picked All up right. Holy, yeah, that's for So, sure. that's yeah. the Titans, right? Yeah. That's four teams right there. It means you yeah. have three more playoff spots. Yeah. Those three playoff spots are going to be fought between the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Browns, the Colts. Yeah. And the Steelers. Yeah. And the Dolphins. That's five teams right there for the final yeah. spot. Are we the worst team out of those? I. That's tough. Not the final spot, the final three spots. Five yeah. teams, three spots. I think if, if I had to rank between those five teams, which I just said, I might have spoke a little bit too fast, you have the Colts, Dolphins, mm-hmm. Chargers, Browns, Steelers. Colts, Dolphins, Chargers, <sighs> Browns, Steelers. I'm going to put this... So, I think the best team out of that bunch is the Browns. For sure. That's what I was going to say, too. I think second best team is the Dolphins. This is based on rosters. Yeah. Okay. Just on Talents and rosters before the season. I think then it's the Dolphins. Then I'd go Chargers over the Steelers. Only because last season, a lot of their defense was hurt. Yeah. And I feel like if it comes down to even a shootout, Herbert, I think, has has been in a shootout. Herbert reminds me of a young Ben. You know what I'm saying? And that defense yeah. is a lot better. Like I said, they were yeah. mainly hurt last year. Because well, if you remember last year, they were everyone was like, the Chargers have one of the best defenses on paper. And they do. It just everyone got hurt. You got Boza coming. Boza on a full season. You went out and got Chris Harris the year before. And then you got... It's good that... You've got healthy Austin Eckler. So I got that. Then it's between the Colts and the Steelers. I'm going to say the Steelers are the number four team. Because the Colts, even though they have a great defense and great team... And you're getting younger with Carson Wentz, and now Carson Wentz is reunited with Frank Reich, who he literally could have won, he should have won MVP with, but he got hurt. It's the Colts could be a good team too, dude. It's yeah, it's tough. I I'm actually gonna pretty much ride on the same wave there. I think that you hit the nail on the head. Like, like there's. The, because right there, that puts the Steelers. We just I just named three teams that were better than them, so that puts this, that would put the Steelers as the eight seed. Yeah, and there is no eight seed. Yeah, we would be so, just yeah. just missing it. But I mean, they surprised me last year, so we'll see what happens this year. I just I don't I don't see it happening this year. I think our division's too good. I mean, we're in the best division in football right now. So even then, do we lost to Ryan Finley? Can you imagine Joe yeah. Burrow's back? Joe Burrow, like. Joe Burrow's going to have a good season. Yeah. He had a good rookie season, but he just tore his ACL because they made no help for his protection. Now, I know they didn't really do much of that this season either, but... And everyone thinks that Najee Harris is going to be the solution. 
They drafted linemen, didn't they? Yeah, but they should have went Pinay Sewell with yeah. the sixth pick. Instead, they went and got Jamar Chase just because Joe Burrow wanted him. Which I yeah. get. you got to appease your quarterback, but... Right. It's... And plus, everyone thinks, like, everyone thinks that Najee Harris is going to be like, oh, we got Najee Harris? Oh, we're solid playoff team. How many times did a running back single-handedly take a team to the playoffs? Don't remember. Barry Sanders is probably the last person. <laughs> I don't remember. And I don't have to that Barry Sanders is my favorite all-time player. Yeah. And stuff like that. It, it's... Najee Harris is not the It's future. frustrating, but like I said, who knows? They could probably surprise us and... We can win the division somehow, some way. I I don't see that happening. That's just me being optimistic. But yeah, I we'll see. On a side note, any person trying to move Josh Allen, graded cards, rookie cards, you can find my socials will be linked down below as Leo Uzi Vert Sports Cards. And I'm looking to buy into a lot of Josh Allen and a lot of Tua Tagovailoa. DM me with all of your cards. <laughs> I have some Tuas I can move. Dude, I literally just made a trade for the orange laser prism and the hollow rated rookie. Mm. I'm trying to move some basketball. So if you want some basketball grade stuff, I got some heat. I'm trying to move it. Got a lot of got some base, got some Lucas, got some Trey Youngs. But other than that, I think is there any other um, thing we should I don't think any other closing remarks here? Anything else you got on here? We're we're a little over time now. Yeah, now we're running. It's it's alright though. That was a good discussion. Um I hope you guys enjoyed it for sure. And if you have any remarks, whether we missed something or if we, you know, didn't say what you agree with, then leave but a comment down below. Let us know. Like, let comment, know. subscribe. You like, comment, Tell a friend. subscribe. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're going to be coming out with a YouTube channel. Um, it's probably just going to be called The Daily Slab 99. Same thing. Um, and what that will cover is us going to, you know, flea markets, sports, or card shows, excuse me. Um, like Leah said, we're going to be doing a... Um, uh, pack battle. Pack so battle. essentially with that, we're yeah. going to order... We have two ideas. We have a few ideas of that. We're going to order some random uh, re-gift packs on eBay. Whoever gets the best pool gets to keep the cards and win. I Also, we have some cards coming in that we bought off of Target and stuff like that. We have the 2021 Bowman Baseball with all the prospects. We're going to rip that for a video. Um, stuff like that. We have a lot of things definitely in the works. And the, the um submission. Oh yeah, SEC submission that we're gonna that be video doing. We're gonna record be, that. That'll be coming out soon because I'm trying yeah. to order in before everyone starts jumping on this wave of CSG. Yeah. So like or I SGC, mean, sorry. we're gonna yeah SGC. Um, we're just gonna uh be getting that up and then hopefully within the next what like two or two or three weeks we'll yeah. see. We'll see where um, life goes, I guess. But we appreciate the the following ship, the viewership. Like I said, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell a friend, leave comments, tell us how you feel, tell us your opinion, tell us your favorite player, tell us cards you want to chase, tell us, ask for advice, anything we can help, we want to do. We make a big community out of this, have some fun with it. Um, we enjoy doing this, as you could tell. I mean, I'm sure, you, hopefully, you could tell through the audio. It's literally just me and Dylan sitting in a room just talking sports. Like, there's no. Like, we didn't even prep at all for this show. We literally just sat down, said Bam. we went over what we wanted to talk about, but there was no stat prep. There was no prep like that. We just sat down, shot shot the shit, talked a little bit. And you've seen the conversation we got out of it. You can obviously tell that there's a little bit of a, of a Baker Mayfield-Lamar Jackson duel here. And with that, to end the episode, I'm going to end this on a bet. A bet. Oh, God. 
I bet you. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. We'll make it easy. We'll figure it out. Uh, we could do a division winner or better statistical season or better team finish, so whether they finish the next championship game, stuff like that. So you're on the Lamar Jackson wave. Correct. I'm on the Baker Mayfield wave. Yes. So we can do – I say we do division rankings where they finish in the division. If the Browns win the division, you have to buy me a Prism PSA 10 Baker Mayfield. If the Ravens win, I got to buy you a base, same exact thing, base Prism PSA yeah. 10 Lamar Jackson card. All right. I'm buying in. We're buying in? Is yeah. that a deal? I'm – you we'll shake. We'll call that the first bet of the daily yeah, slab. First bet. So in recap, essentially what happens is whoever has a better season, Browns or Ravens, how they finish in the, in the division standings, Browns will finish as number one. Uh, whoever finishes better gets the, the of the quarterback gets a PSA ten base prison of that card. Which That's obviously funny. it's a very very futuristic thing, but hey, get a little bet going on. Tell us who you think is going to win this battle, and tell us why you think so and so could be good. Give us your thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Give us your thoughts on Two Attack of Viola. Give us some Steelers insight. Help us out. Like I said, we're always, another note, we're always looking for people to come join the show for a quick episode, stuff like that. We'll be having UFC be put more into it. There's some bigger fights coming up. But after that, other than that, I hope you guys all have a great day. Uh, you're tuning into your friendly neighborhood podcasters, Dylan Alter and Leah Spiker. This is the Daily Slab. Let me just say one thing. Big trust. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you later. Have a good day.